0: Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Slack and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project and the host of this podcast. The Swan Song Project is a charity. We're based here in Leeds in England and we help people who are terminally ill or bereaved to write and record an original song. We believe in celebrating lives, making memories and leaving legacies. If you'd like to find out more about the charity, you can check out our website, which is swansongproject.co.uk. The podcast features songwriters. Each episode, I would have a guest on, I asked them to share with us one of their songs. We talk about how they wrote it. I asked them to share a songwriting tip. And I also asked them to share with us a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. This episode features Gemma Freeze, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Gemma Freeze. Thanks for joining me, Gemma.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, This is Swan Song Project podcast for anyone who's new to the show. uh, If we have a different songwriter on, we do it in three sections. First, we have uh, one of my guest songs. and We're going to have a chat about how Gemma wrote that. Uh, Section two, I'm going to ask Gemma for a songwriting tip. And then section three, we're going to talk about a song that's meaningful to Gemma in some way related to bereavement. Uh, So I'll hand it over to you now, Gemma. Do you want to introduce your song choice first please?
1: Yeah, so uh, my song choice is my own song called I Am Beginning it's not actually out yet so it's out um later this year uh off my album Shadowbox again that'll be out later this year so um I wanted to choose a song even though it's not out yet <laughs> I wanted to choose a song that's um that I've done the most recently because that's kind of that, then I can kind of talk about it and it makes sense for who I am right now whereas the, you know the music that I've done in the past, you and know, that was me then and I've changed since then so it makes more sense to do something where I am that person at this moment and also you know i get so easily bored with my songs i'm really bad for that with everyone else i'm great i've got loads of patience for but i have the least patience with myself so yeah the song's called i am beginning and it's it's about what it sounds like it's just just about beginnings but i I love open-ended um songs that can be about, about anything you can apply your own story to it apply your your own message to it, you know, when I listen to music and I can do what I've just described, it's, it's therapeutic in that way because you're, it's almost like you're then figuring out your own problems through listening to a song, even though the lyrics, and the lyrics are vague and you, you're doing, you know, you're doing a lot of inner work, essentially. So yeah, it's about beginnings and, you know, there's all sorts of different types of beginnings, like, um you know, different changes in your life, life changes, losses, changes of identity, changes in you know sexuality changes just you know it's about change and becoming and becoming a, a new person you know or a different version of yourself and feeling that feeling of I don't know you know most people I don't know if you have this but when you've got that change and then it's that beginning of the change there's like a timeline of this new change and you've it's just I'm just talking about the very beginning where it's like oh god I'm like this or you know I didn't used to do that now I do this I didn't used to like this now I like this and it's just like you're discovering this new thing almost and I'm such a self-analytical person that I'm just like "Mm, I used to like this but now I like this how interesting (laughs) (laughs) um so for me it's about it's about change of identity because I've got I recently had really severe uh physical health problems that came as a total shock so it came out of nowhere I also have mental health problems as well, but that was a lot that's been going on for a while. So it's not that much of a shock. So it's a for me it's a change of identity in, in physical terms, like there's things that I can and can't do. But actually it's changed my personality because if you have a change in your life, you do new things. And if you do new things or you can't do things that you used to do, of course it's going to change your personality because you're not doing those things anymore. You're hanging out with new people and they influence you in different ways. So that's really what it's about and there's not you know there's some lyrics in the song and then there's a and there's a big break where there's there's no lyrics because I absolutely love jazz scatting but I like doing my own version of jazz scat where I just use sounds and again it's that same thing of like you can just take your own message from it
0: brilliant so uh, let's hear it now this is uh, I am beginning <laughs> Okay, brilliant. So that was uh, I Am Beginning by Gemma Freeze. Yeah, it's a really interesting song. Um, and yeah, I really liked what you were talking about there. So it's it is an interesting theme, the um, new beginnings and how many of them people have in their lives and how different circumstances change. It's something that does come up quite a lot in this one song project with people we work with, you know, when they get a terminal diagnosis. I and mean, obviously you mentioned it with, with other health problems as well. It's the same thing, but um, when we get that diagnosis, it is like, it completely changes a lot about who they are and I have to adapt um and yeah it's that again in some ways um
1: and I don't think people realize like um again like I cannot relate to that at all you know that's uh, I, but you know people don't understand how that changes your personality mm. and, and, and you know when you when you I mean when you've got a, a massive change of that what I you know what from what I understand like, I'm sure it changes your personality because of the other changes and then people that you've been friends with you know how they deal with this new version of you like they find it you know they might find it really difficult you might lose friends and you're thinking this is when I need friends the most but you, you're you're changing and some people can't can't really handle that
0: yeah yeah and how much of your identity is made up of the, your activities isn't it you know the things yeah. that you do are uh, then what feed into your identity both in the things that you learn and things you talk about and the way you see yourself so again like you see it a lot of with, with athletes, if I, you know, when people get someone who's like their, their life is based around athletics and being able to do something physically. Then, if they get an injury and they can't do that for a long time, it's like, then who am I when I'm not that person? Um, That's
1: basically what what happened to me. I'm not. I wish I was an athlete, but I'm not. So I'm a, I, I'm a keyboardist and I'm a vocalist as well. So fortunately vocals is is still fine but basically it, it affected loads of things it affected obviously keyboards with my hands so basically it affected my hands my neck and my back for quite a for like maybe the first six months of my health problem again this happened out of nowhere i'm sure it was secretly building up you know but bo- you know but I just didn't notice it you know my parents I couldn't you know open doors I couldn't feed myself I could barely dress myself so my parents were feeding me you know I had to open doors with my feet so I couldn't use my arms like, essentially I had no strength in my arms I couldn't lift a piece of paper I couldn't clean my glasses I couldn't tie my hair you know all these tiny things suddenly you're like oh my god like there's so many you know so many little things that you know I- obviously with keyboard like that is my identity i'm a musician and not only that but it's kind of like when you have this vision of who you want to be you know i'm a vision i want to be this you know musician i want to you know thinking about success and then all of that like you were describing with the athletes it it changes and then i don't want to be this kind of person that talks about positivity with such negative things because i'm not I don't like the whole silver lining thing I'm like shut up <laughs> but it has you know it's made me you know um like I spend a lot more time with my family and friends than I used to and you know I don't take things for granted anymore blah 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 things that you can't expect I would never say that to someone who's going through health issues because I just think shut up like this is a horrible thing but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sorry to hear about that. it sounds like yeah it does sound like yeah a very scary thing to have been through um and i'm glad that you're at a stage now where you know i'm assuming you can play again
1: yeah i can so um, it's like it's like it's just like limited so there's like i i'd say i'm at like whatever 40 out of 100 you know and, and when i was really ill I'm like one out of 100 like that's my best way of describing it and i have to limit what i do and what i play and what i can carry and equipment wise and stuff like that
0: has that changed your the way you make music in any way has the yes yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so with I'm Beginning, I'm trying to relate it back to the song, um, with that whole album, I actually made that whilst I was ill, and I did about 10 seconds a day. So because I wow. because I had this illness, I had to drop everything. So I had loads of time, but I was also ill, and that, I think that's the worst thing, you you can't do anything anymore. You're lying there, like, you know, maybe you can watch TV, you know, you're trying to distract yourself as much as possible. Um. So I, I, would, I, I and luckily I could still sing, um, so I did a lot of stuff that was like singing first, but anyway, all the stuff that I composed, it was like, I did it like what one minute a day, and then I have to rest for the whole rest of the day, and I would use like Cubase, you know, which is a computer program, and it was linked to my um, laptop keyboard, as in, you know, like the alphabet keyboard, that's what I mean you can link that to notes on a piano and stuff like that. So I didn't have to press down on my keyboard. I could just type like letters on the alpha- letters on the keyboard, on the laptop keyboard and that would make a chord and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, like R-T-Y-H. <laughs> and that makes it so important So it was an sl- extremely slow process, but also I had to be very cut and dry because I was like, I was like, you know, I'd do a tape, you know, this was just demo. So it's not going to be the, re- the end result. I'd be like, even if, you know, I'd be like, okay, that's it. That's that's that part of the song. I can't overanalyze it and go, mm. oh, that could be a little bit better. It's like, nope, that's the end. That's I can't do any more takes. So it made me so much more, less of a perfectionist. Um, and I am a perfectionist at heart. So it's definitely changed the way that I make music. And, I, you know, I use Cubase a lot more and Ableton, which I didn't before.
0: Mm. Yeah, well done for doing that, for persevering in those kind of difficult times. Uh... But yeah, I mean I love I love those kind of stories of how people adapt. And you know, it's like I guess people people have their creativity and then it's the the means of expression that often changes, isn't it? And like I mean, I'm sure there are conditions that affect people's ability to be creative, but maybe you know, maybe they're a lot rarer, but you know, like your the way of expressing that creativity has to change, but that doesn't mean the creativity yes. is gone. Yes, um,
1: exactly. Exactly. That creativity needs to come out. So I'm really you know, just I think it was just so I didn't go insane. I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to make an album. I'm going to talk about my health problems. Mm, and yeah. I am beginning. I really wasn't thinking of it. I was just thinking, I'm going insane. I wasn't thinking about the future. I was literally the, the most future I was thinking about was what am I having for lunch? Because if I thought later than that, I'd just be so even more depressed than I was. Because thinking like, what am I going to do? I can't play in these bands anymore or anything. So I was, my thing was like, okay, I'm only going to think about my next meal, which is such a, you know, weird thing. Like I'm going to look forward to lunch and that's it. Nothing else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um uh, yeah an interesting way of doing it. Um, So how did this song come about in terms of like, did you, did you know you wanted to write about beginnings and have that as a starting point or was it, did you have some musical ideas or?
1: So I had like, point? so I had the, the, the lyrics, I had all the lyrics and I'd written it, it was a completely different. Like I'd oh, written okay. those lyrics ages ago and it was about, it wasn't, so it wasn't about my health problems. It was about a, a different, a different type of trauma. And, and I just had the lyrics and I had completely different music. Blah, blah, blah. And then, but then I, and I wasn't really happy with the song. And then I completely changed musical direction. Obviously, like you said, like with, with, when, with having a change in your life, you know, certain types of music that you want to make changes as well. So I had the lyrics and I knew, and I knew, that it was just gonna be about beginnings. And now I had this physical health problem and it was like, you know, okay, actually this is, this can be about just beginnings in general. Um, So I chose this song specifically because it took me so long to do. And I actually chopped things around and changed them and stuff like that. So so you can hear there's quite a lot of sections in the song. So for me, it's my, I always call it my Bohemian Rhapsody. It's just got section next bit, section, next bit, section, so it's a through, it's, I guess it's a through piece, but not really it's so choppy and changing, and I think at that time, I was like, yeah, why don't, why can't I do this, like, Queen, did it. I mean, like, obviously they're famous, but you know what I mean, it's like, I don't want to do, like, verse and chorus, I don't want to try and smooth the sections together, I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna do like this, <laughs> and the sections, when I first, you know, wrote it, I did, not like, the first bit, maybe, or the second bit, and, you know, I didn't think that they were even really part of the same song. I was just like, okay. oh, this section, this, 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 totally random. And, that, I, I, you know, and um stage just kind of went by. I was like, oh, actually, this could all be part of the same song. Uh, but even then, like, the arrangement was different. Like, you know, the, the hit bit where I'm going D, 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 da, da, that at the beginning. And, like, so I was constantly changing sections around and because i had cubase you know with any computer program you can just select all the things you've recorded and move them around which which, which i find so helpful with arranging you know if, you know if it's with a if you're with a band it's kind of harder uh, to do stuff like that to remember and then people make mistakes to go back over it again um, so as a solo composer like it's just it's been really helpful and with the ddd da da and vocals came first and i don't know why i got into this but i started would write little notes on like toilet paper i had paper i don't know why i just thought it was funny i was like ah. <laughs> um so I, I really wanted to i was just in a really humorous mood for no reason and i just kind of did this thing dvd D, D, and i sang that and then i kind of i shortened it to something that i i wanted to get the best out of it so i might have had other DDD Dada phrases but i put it down And I didn't write it out in a normal musical way with musical notes. I just wrote out dots and stuff like that uh, on this piece of toilet paper, and then that became that section.
0: That's really interesting. Um, uh, uh, Yes, I wonder. I I guess I think that might be a part of composing songwriting that a lot of people who aren't into don't might not think about. Is that you know sometimes you do have different sections of music that you might not necessarily. Songs don't always come start to finish. Um, this is where I start. This, you know, it doesn't all come out like that. Sometimes it is like I've got this little bit of tune here, or this little riff here that I like, or this little bit of something over here. And sometimes you can just put them together. And it is really, was what I was thinking was, was there anything particular particular um, that made you tie these ones together? Because I'm guessing you have a wider pool of ideas that you've had over time. Was there something that that made you think like, oh, this one will go with this one?
1: I think I have so so on Cubase I have this massive file so it's a uh, it's a saved project which I can record into and it's just called ideas s's and z's and I just do all my ideas there so there's no tempo track there's no uh, metronome clicking me because obviously I have random ideas that aren't in the same tempo so I always have this big folder this big one project where I can go through and there's like loads of ideas there. Um, so it's like the equivalent of a, like a massive voice note or something. <laughs> so I have, I can listen through to, I can listen through, and I think it's one of those things that's in. It's one of those things where I describe it in in um, in non musical language. You know, I don't really think, oh, it's in the same key, so I'll do that. I didn't really think of it like that. Obviously, the tempo has to has to work at some point with the previous sections, but I just thought the mood was better, and I think I could hear it like the bit at the end. I can't remember i can't even remember now but that you know that sounds like an ending i think i'm like and I, I think it's really important to use non-musical language and musical language so i'm like that sounds like an ending okay it is you don't need to go into why you don't need to you
2: yeah.
1: everyone has a natural understanding of music because we're, we listen to it when we were really young. So we're constantly listening to music and songs and we have this feeling of like what a verse is, what a chorus is, what ending is, what a beginning is. So you've got that feeling and you can kind of play against the audience with with, with those assumptions as well. But I like, especially with an ending, it's like I want to sound like that's, that's an ending. I think it's like yeah, the first bit for me, that sounds like a beginning, I can build it up, that sounds like the ending, that sounds like the big bit in the middle. And then all the, after the bits, there's a kind of another bit and again like for me those two sections worked well together because it was again not a lot of um and again it fits and then it goes back into lyrics again so it starts with lyrics has loads of dd bars in it ends with lyrics so it's that kind of circular thing again
0: so do you have it like do you do um like ideas coming out naturally and getting them down either lyrics or musical ideas and then like is it a separate process then of tying them together yeah so you've
1: got i've got my project fault thing like it's a massive like it's like 80 hours and it's just like all these ideas together and then like when i'm like oh that sounds like a song i'll start a new project a new um and i'll re-record what i've done and then i'll delete the idea in the ideas folder so i know that that's that's not I've been taking out that, and that's a new that's a song and I'll label that um so I know yeah if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah and is that then are they like very consciously separate sessions for you of like this is a session where I'm just ideas are coming out I'm not thinking about yes. how they're going to structure I'm just yeah, you know scatting and jamming and things like that
1: absolutely isn't? because like I think like I've done um I've written music with people before who are going okay so we've got we've done the first chord you know we've done chord number one we've gone to four we've gone to the three and I'm like what so not what I do I go by my ear my instincts I mean I went to music university I've got like the knowledge of it but I try and leave that behind when I'm composing and trying to be free um um because you come out you might come out with something that isn't a chord it's maybe like three notes in a piano but two notes are weirdly close together or it's not even a chord so you can't always rely on musical knowledge Mm. and so yeah like you said like I think it's really important to have those kind of boundaries of like okay I'm just jamming I don't need to think I don't need to if you want to you can and then it puts less pressure on I think you know I never set out to write a song some people do and that works for them but for me like that's too pressurizing for me to do um and again like when I'm like okay that's now an idea I want to work on open up a new project that's what that's called like now I know that that is that is the start of a song and I have boundaries within that like that is that you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah Obviously, yeah it's interesting stuff isn't it um and again I find that a really interesting area of of I'm going kind of ties back to what we were saying about having that creative instinct and the the means of expression and in some ways the the knowledge of music is a means of expression, isn't it? Like, I mean, it's you know, so, so you're saying it's using your creative ele- creative energy, and instincts, and like the musical knowledge is like these are some methods that might help express this, but they're not necessarily all of the methods. And sometimes you can um, get bound by like, oh, well, this is in this key, so these are the chords that are most commonly used with that one. I'll go with that, and. It can be tricky can't it to be like actually try and forget all the stuff that i know and let this just go in a different direction
1: <laughs> i think it for me it helped because i was composing before i knew kind of musical knowledge mm. so i know how i know how to do that and i just think that you've got to, you've got to be the kind person that doesn't look down on people who don't have musical training like i i mean loads of people not just me as well but strongly believe that everyone is creative everyone you're just lucky or you have the money to be able to go and study it or da, 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 da. Like, everyone's creative everyone has creative instinct everyone so you know i just think it's important to just remember that and not get too tied up with ego and stuff like that um yeah it's hard to forget that, that musical knowledge but i think the music that i listen to as well i can tell that they would have done it in a similar way to this as well because you just can't you can't expect what they're going to do. And some of it is just sound based. It might be like feedback on a guitar or it might be like someone just doing something weird with their voice that you can't, there might not even be a musical word for, especially with voice, um, you know, changing the tones of your voice, you know, so many things that you just, you might do instinctively in a recording session. They go, oh, wow, can you do that again? You're like, damn, no, I can't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's part of the fun, I guess, of music, isn't it? Is that you know, it's that being able to play with. I always remember someone saying about your know, musicians don't don't work; they play, <laughs> even though like yeah. it is working. But it's it's called you're playing music, um, yeah. and that ability to try new things and see what what comes of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you you mentioned the uh, what can you say? Say a bit more about how you do the the scatting type stuff and how you uh, so like. So scatting's typically a jazz technique, isn't it? I mean you no know longer yeah. on the style, so it's one of the have so I'm very novice in jazz. Um so could you explain a bit more about, about the scatting and about your
1: I would bloody like love to. to. Yeah. <laughs> so I got into Anyway, I kind of got into jazz when I was 18 and 19. I first got into kind of blues, and Nina Simone and Ray Charles was playing in my house. And I played piano before I sang. So, you know, I was playing blues and stuff like that. So I kind of got into it from that way. Um, and I got into jazz. And then I got into singing like it. And, you know, my voice kind of, at that time in my life, when I was 18 or 19, I, know I was quite an unconfident person. So I had a quiet, breathy voice, which lends itself to jazz. So that's how I got there. And I started doing, playing with, Different people. Um, as I'm from Sheffield, so I started playing with different people in Sheffield and doing kind of jazz things, and then listening to more jazz and listening to you know Elvin's Gerald and so on and so forth. Nina Simone is my favorite. So jazz scatting is just it's just um, so you're just taking a solo. So you you you're viewing your the voice as an instrument, which you know in other genres of music don't always do that. You know the voice is always. voice sings the lyrics and then there's maybe a guitar solo and then but this is the voice is considered as an instrument as well and it will take a a solo and most in jazz most vocal solos have been using scatting so they're making sounds out of their mouth just as let's say if you're a guitarist and you've got a solo you're changing the tone maybe you're you're kind of hammering on stuff you know you're doing some hammer on so you're just the notes are still you're still singing notes but you're changing the way that they sound and that's just what jazz is and there's a kind of history of jazz scatting and certain phrases and certain words certain syllables that are used it's not like if you don't use them then you're breaking the law but it's those are kind of um you you'd think of that as, as jazz so for example very like stereotypical you know uh, jazz kind of language as well as like they use a lot of like wah 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 way again like wah wah and stuff like that so when I went to uni so I, I kind of had some experience of doing performance and um, doing jazz vocal performancing, performancing? performances and I'd done a lot of um, and as well like, I composed myself and so when I went to uni so I did uh, jazz as my minor and you know I'd listened to a lot of jazz so i kind of got kind of gist of what it was but I I found out very quickly that I had my own language and I just felt like this scuba da ba ba da ba wah wa wa was I didn't for me it didn't sit well with me I was like why am I there's no laws so why why do I have to do what people have done in the past Like this is stuff from like the 50s and the 60s like it's like 2000 and whatever it was so it's just like why you know I don't, don't understand why it's not like developed that much and there's there's a lot of like jazz vocalists who kind of use um different jazz scat letters now they use a lot of like k's and q's and stuff like that and they've been like influenced by um maybe cuban jazz and stuff like that so you know and i you know there's so much different jazz all over the world and they use different syllables because of the language that they speak so there's all of that as well so there's just no there's not really any rules and i started to really realize that and no one really teaches you that like hey, break the rules, please. So I was just, that's kind of what I started doing. And I think with this song, you can hear that I'm just doing, I'm kind of using those specific syllables, which are really good for rhythmical stuff. So, and it just comes naturally and it would come naturally to anyone. If you were singing, someone told you to learn a guitar solo on your voice, you would use Mm -hmm. certain syllables that help you pitch those notes and help them sing it rhythmically. So it's kind of like that as well. Does that help?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Does it come out? Um, does the tune, does the notes that you're doing come out first or it, and then you choose syllables exactly to go with them? Exactly at the same
1: time. Exactly at the same and time. So exactly it just flows naturally. Yeah, and I mean, I, I am an improviser and so I've had lots of experience in that. So I know, I don't kind of hold back and I don't really think about things. I just go and I know that I can just, I've recorded all of it so I can always cut the bits out that I don't like. Mm. Um, I think yeah being an improviser helps you know just constantly like always putting yourself in those situations where you're just making things up on the spot all the time
0: yeah yeah it's really interesting yeah it's one of the things that like I've uh, listened to a fair bit of but I can never really um, never experiment well never seriously experiment with myself (laughs) Um, yeah it's interesting
1: it's hard though because you think that there's some kind of rule that you have to learn or you have yeah. to go and study it's like no you actually really don't like you know, you can listen to jazz stuff but really if you just start improvising with your voice and don't use sometimes you can use lyrics and you can break it up that's still soloing but it's I think it's not really about jazz it's more about you like can you improvise like you know can you start you know practicing improvising you know say to yourself right I'm just going to improvise right now what am I doing it's more about it's more about that and can you you know as a vocalist I, I am always changing the tone of my voice doing loads of weird stuff you know when I'm like joking around my friends like I do different voices like a cartoon so I'm, I'm so used to like changing my voice and stuff like that and I do like spoken word and I do rap as well so again that's the same thing of like experimenting with your voice like that's all it is really
0: I really like um I'm a big Tom Waits fan and, oh yeah uh, he does a lot of stuff where, like, he again he starts with a vocal, just like some strange sounds he's making there, and sometimes it's, it's, sometimes it's you know close to beatboxing at times, um, yeah. but with a bit of scat or a bit of anything going in there. And I think that's the way how he starts a lot of his songs. He'll record a little vocal thing and then sloop it and then build the track around. Absolutely, know, but...
1: one iconic voice. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, genius. But yeah, it's it's, it's a good. It's again we think of it like that and put it in that way that like it's it's allowing people to play with music without needing so like you couldn't say to someone like here's a guitar just start soloing um because they wouldn't know where to put the fingers and stuff like that I mean whereas with the voice it's like again you obviously you learn how to fine tune how you hit your notes but you can just start playing around with sounds probably more intuitively than you can with some other instruments
1: yeah mm. exactly that's why I think the voice is so great and especially now there's kind of you know computer programs or pedals and stuff like that like you can kind of play around with electronics and stuff so there's like stuff that you can do like straight away but you know it is hard when you're learning an instrument it just takes years you know I started playing piano when I was 10 and I'm 28 now and I started singing when I was like 18 so you know it does take obviously a long time but I think it's about how creative and imaginative you are as a person.
0: Yeah well yeah um, thanks for that Gemma so uh, let's move into section two now sure this is where I asked my guests to share with us a songwriting tip um so what would your tip be for us today Gemma
1: I think it would be what I mean I've talked a lot about songwriting I think I think it would be about having a free flow way of of, of, of songwriting I think it would be like um find finding out what what way works you best so for me like I will press record straight away and like even if the, maybe the first two minutes I'm kind of not doing anything that doesn't matter and then I kind of play around with stuff and I can always chop it around and um, I can always delete stuff mm-hmm. um, and especially because I use a computer program I can put it onto another instrument so let's say I'm doing something on the guitar sound I can put that on bass I can and sometimes I'll even record all instruments at once and mute them apart from the guitar, so let's say guitar, bass, drums, I'll record them all at the same time but mute the guitar, sorry mute the bass and the drums, and then I've got a midi for all of them at the same time and then I can see what that sounds like. Um, So it's, I would, you know, it's for me it's like seeing if using a computer program is, it's just got a lot more choice in there for sounds.
0: So that's, that's recording all the instruments, um digitally, rather than actually playing digitally, things. yeah so, yeah, so people um guess anyone who's up it's amazing technology these days, and they're like i am a bit of a novice when it comes to technology as well like, i well, I, I, love I, will, see...
1: I know like my songwriting is very vague but but I think you know it, yeah, it is about like there's so many good things about technology, but also not to not to lean on it for your ideas it's supposed it's it's supposed to enhance what you already have so, you know i I go to a lot of gigs um and, you know people using pe- pedals getting ready into pedal like everyone's talking about Ableton like, and la, la 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 and that's all great but some people they don't they've not they don't really they're just using these effects and for me there's no emotion behind it it's just oh I've put this fancy reverb mm-hmm. on or delay and now I'm doing this to it and now I'm doing this to it and like that's not that's like showing technique rather than what's the song actually saying so like don't get worried about like oh everyone's talking about these I wasn't able to. I don't know how to do that. It's like no, but like it's just another instrument. It's just what the fad is at the moment. But if you can't, you know, you need to say something with your music. That's more important. Mm.
0: Yeah, but the um being able to use some of that stuff, I guess it it's uh, another vehicle for people who um. You know, if you if you hear a drum beat in your head, but you can't, you don't have a full kit, or you can't, yeah. you don't have the rhythm to the coordination to play the drums fully, but you might be able to work it out.
1: It means it means that you can, can write for all instruments, mm. and you might then be hired to do that. So, as so at the moment, I'm I'm writing. I'm I'm not getting paid for this. I'm I'm writing for an orchestra. I just felt like it, and again, because I've got a computer program, I've got my keyboard plugged into my laptop and it means that when I press a note on the keyboard it plays like a violin or whatever
2: Mm.
1: so I'm gonna do I'm doing that and I know that you know if people like it they might be like oh yeah can you write for this orchestra you know I've not had any classical training I've not you know I don't I've never had this sort of training but it just means that you might you might be asked to to do some of that you're creating your own future work that's why I always that's why I always think like okay maybe I'm not going to pay for this but you know, who knows, like, what, what will happen, you're creating your future work, especially if you're a solo composer, you, you know, for me as well, like, I love having control of all the instruments, I do write for drums, and but I can draw, write for everyone, for me, that's really important, it might not be important to you, so you don't need to think, think about that.
0: Yeah, and again, it ties back to what we were saying earlier, is about that, you know, acknowledging the creative instinct and the technical instinct, so it might be that you have the creative... Instant, you know, you might hear something and think, "Oh, well, that would sound really good on a violin," or that would sound really good like this. And if you don't have access to that instrument or the practical abilities to, to yeah. play it, but you can then hear it and you can, you can create it. Um, yeah,
1: it's like I mean, just, I know it's expensive getting a computer programs. So Ableton's a little bit. I think both Ableton and Cubase are around five hundred pounds, and they you can use them on a laptop. You don't have to have a Mac for them. Um, but again, you've got an, you've suddenly got and accessibility of all these instruments which we've never had before mm. but I never thought I never in a million years thought I would use Cubase or that I always had like just my keyboard in an amp I had like my phone like and I was recording things and again I'd have to 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 hear back my own song I'd have to either press play on the dictaphone, phone or have, I have to like just play it you know, if I want to hear what a section sounds like together, section one, section two, I have to play it. And it is harder because you can't be an outside ear because you're playing it all the time. So it's just a totally different, it's a different way of composing, I think, with using a computer program or anything that records something and you can kind of just sit and listen. You've much more, you can be more analytical and kind of a bit more cut through. With yeah. Right
0: yeah and um I also just for people who uh people are new to these ideas, you can get uh lessons and courses in Ableton and Cubase and stuff the same as you could with a guitar teacher or something like that can't you um if people yeah. do want to learn honestly, that way
1: I've never ever ever learned those programs before and um and yeah I think yeah you know, again like YouTube like honestly like so much stuff I just go oh my god how do you do this YouTube it's there because people want to make, you know, know that this is now a new thing that people want to do. People on YouTube want to make, want to get views and stuff like that. So they, they will post stuff about computer programs, basically. And it's it's yeah, it's easier than you think. There's some stuff that you don't want to do. Like, for example, I'm not a producer. I don't want to know all these fancy things. I think that's important. Like, what are you using it for? I'm just using it for composing. So I know the pure basics. And I'm not, I've not learned the rest of it. I could, but I'm like, I don't want to be that. So that's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds really good. Was that, was that your initial tip? Or did I feel like we, I feel like the initial tip was something else. I so we went off on a bit of a tangent there. Was the initial tip <laughs> something about, um, which it was a good tangent, <laughs> I think it's need to cover. But was the initial tip something about... Just, uh,
1: it's 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 free, I think it's free flow composition. So you can record on your phone, dictaphone. Some keyboards have a little button as they record in it. And just go and just don't press stop, even if you're stood there for ten minute, uh, for two minutes, or even if you need to go for a wee, or even if you're going to make a cup of tea, it's just this idea of like, okay, I've got all these different things, you never know what you might come up with. And it's just, it's kind of pressure free, just saying, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, for half an hour, I'm literally pressing this, and I'm just gonna see, see what happens.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And I like having the time limit. What you said there of like saying just for this amount of time, I'm going to yeah. do this and just see what comes out. Because uh... I
1: do that before I do some over so <laughs> which I probably shouldn't do. I'm like, okay, I've got half an hour to my lesson. I'm gonna do 25 minutes and see what happens. And if if and if you know you don't come up with something you've created, you've you've just practiced improvisation. You've just practiced composition. Like I always try and make you know make sure that I'm. In, in that way so I don't feel like oh that was a waste of time it's never a waste of time yeah never, never ever a waste of time
0: yeah that's really good um yeah brilliant uh next, Gemma so let's move into intersection three now um uh, this is where I ask my guests to share a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement um, and what I do here is I put the link to the song in the description so if it's not a song you're familiar with you can pause us at any point go listen to it and come back and we'll have a little bit of a chat about it um so what song did you choose for this section first Gemma?
1: so it's by caitlin lm and it's called don't wa- no wasting time no waste time
0: cool so yeah the description the link's in the description there if you want to have a listen to it. um yeah why did you choose this song for us it's the first time i've heard it when you sent it over but it's, uh, it's a beautiful song
1: yeah so uh Caitlin's, is a as a friend of mine and um she's lost both her parents recently and um, she's around the same i think she's a bit younger than me so it's around 26 27 and i think and the, um the song is about um you know how how she now um is living the rest of her life, really. And you know, the things that she wished, you know, the wish that she had done, you know, to wish she spent more time with them. Um but she's you know, she's such an a, an incredible person and she's just just she's just full of love and she's just yeah, she's incredibly kind. And I just I think also the melody is really patchy
0: as well um, yeah it's a lovely song um and yes, yeah, some really really nice sentiments in it that I feel are very you know will are very relatable to a lot of people um there's the line in it about um doing what I said I wouldn't do and being who I said I wouldn't be I think it is and uh, also, I can't exactly how it's worded but then it's about you know I said I was going to be happy um along those lines which just feels like such a and that thing, particularly with a, a bereavement, I know that's I know that's quite a common thing of people you know wanting to deal with things in the best possible way, and it's not always easy to actually do that,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's it's like you know and like yeah, it's just I just think that she's she's so open about everything as well, like on her on her instagram it's 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 great, and it's not in a triggering way either. You know, I think that's really important as well when you're writing um, about you know, really difficult subjects. It's like, how how much of the lyrics am I gonna... You know, she doesn't explicitly say what's happened. And I think, you know, she that's, there's a reason why you, know, you don't want to trigger people. And she's like that on her social media as well. So just kind of, she said it how it is. She's like, oh, I'm having a shit day. Blah, blah, blah. And, and, and you know, she talks about, you know, her emotions, but she doesn't explicitly say things that might be triggering so you know it's just just so mentally health aware do
0: you know how long it was um after the losses that she wrote the song
1: quite recent i think maybe like i'm not sure i'm not sure but i know that it was i I think they they passed away at, at slightly different times maybe a year after each other um so it's quite recent i think it might be like a year or two
0: oh yeah yeah it's a beautiful song and um yeah, I'm always admirable of people in those situations, then writing something down again, like see something that's, you know, I'm sure lots of people will relate to um, who are going through similar situations.
1: I think it's important, like, again, that you'll echo this as well. And um, I've got a family member who like recently lost their, their mom as well. And I think this is what my my family member gets a lot. People go, oh, you're so, you know, you're so brave. You're so this is like, I don't want to be brave i don't want to turn my pain into creativity like mm-hmm. i think it's really important to be like yeah it's great like obviously it's amazing that caitlin has done that but i don't want people and i'm sure she won't like want people to think like oh that's what i have to do with my trauma i'm gonna you know it's, you just, no i don't want to be brave i don't want to be i don't want to spread the word
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think it's yeah everyone everyone deals with things in their own ways don't they? and it's like it's it's giving people giving people space, but also options of how they might want to process whatever they're going through, uh, and that might yeah. be just spending time by themselves, or it might be uh, talking to people. Or it might not be. It's uh, yeah, everyone's so different out there.
1: Yeah, and I think there is this thing of like you're putting people on a pedestal who have turned, who have turned, who have done something, you know, who have like something incredible with their pain and I completely admire that but I don't you know I think you know you should be admired for dealing with the process as well never mind if you've created something with it like it's just this person's dealing through this like just I admire you um do you know what I mean
0: yeah 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 definitely um brilliant yeah thanks for your time Gemma um it's really interesting have you got so you say when's the new album come out
1: I don't. Have, I don't exactly know.
0: Okay.
1: It's going to be. So what are we in? We're in Feb now. It's going to be before the summer ends.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll put I'll put your links and stuff in the descriptions anyway, so people can uh, can follow you and uh, yeah, and uh, look out for the new album when it comes out.
1: Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me, Ben.
0: Yeah, and that's been a pleasure, Jo. Thank you. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'll be back on the episode soon.